0: friends I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks and welcome today to our online around the world internet church service. Praise the Lord I am so happy that you're here today and that we can gather together as a global church body. Praise the Lord. did you know that we have church members in China? We have church members in New Zealand, church members in Australia, church members in Europe, church members throughout other parts of Asia, and we have church members all over the United States of America. Praise God. Jesus said we're two. Or more are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of you. Praise the Lord. So I believe today that the message from the Word of God will go right through the television camera or the internet camera and reach you and the power of God will minister to you today right where you are at. Shout hallelujah. Woo praise God. Now before we jump into today's message, let's first receive the holy tithes and offerings. Let's bring them into the storehouse of God. And today's scripture is Acts chapter 20, verse. 35 now by the way today is my birthday praise the Lord pastor Stephen how old are you you must you must not be a day over 32 well you're right I'm 31 no just joking (laughs) Uh, we we can't tell lies that would be a violation of God's word Uh, actually today is number 53 praise God i 'm feeling blessed i 'm feeling good i 'm feeling happy in my spirit. God has been so good to me and I would like to say thank you to those of you that send in those sweet, nice little things the cards um, some of you, of course, if you send the card in, you put a little something in there. that is such a blessing and some of you have all uh, have also uh, sent in some online gifts uh, that would be a blessing to me personally. I really, really. appreciate that thank you so much and um, I'm just so happy to be still serving the Lord and uh, God he's just made me so happy in my spirit and I have so much to be thankful for and I'm thankful for you also praise God now Acts chapter 20 verse 35 this is the Apostle Paul speaking he said I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus. So Paul is going to recall or repeat something that Jesus said. Now, I'm sure Paul was not in that sermon or in that group when the message was spoken, but it was heard by so many people that it was an established saying of the Lord Jesus. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said. Now this is this is better than gold what Paul is about to reveal to you. This is what Jesus said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now receiving is fun. We all like to receive. It's it's uh it's sweet. It's enjoyable. Receiving is the the conclusion of you're sowing from the sense that your sowing has produced a harvest, you receive it, uh, you're happy, whether you're receiving a paycheck, or whether you're receiving a blessing off seed that you've sowed, or you know, whether something comes into your life that makes you happy, it's all good. Anytime you're receiving, it's uh, there's joy associated with that. But I don't want you to ever forget that Jesus reveals to us through the Apostle Paul's anointed statement that there's actually a higher level, and it actually is a more joyful level, and it requires what I would really be honest and say a complete paradigm shift in the way you think. Now, I know that any Christian is going to agree with the Word of God. Any Christian is going to say, yes, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. But the reality is that many position themselves in a perpetual cycle of being recipient-minded. But when it comes to really tying into that giving, that strong giving anointing, they still have not allowed their mind to really move into that area. This is very important. It can be something that can even be over an entire nation. Thank God. Thank God that there are men that He's raised up in the earth who have altered the mindsets of multitudes of people concerning this. Now, I know that through the teaching of Bishop David Oyedipo, a whole nation, millions of people, have seen the revelation that it is more important it is more blessed really to be in a a giving position than a receiving position as much fun as receiving is and that can take um, uh, really the only thing that can make that shift is the word of god because when you are poor and you're needy oh uh, there's a lot of people that like to keep you poor needy but the word of god changed bishop Oyedipo and what happened is he got so he got so much revelation from the word of god that he knew that the word was the source god was the source that he moved into a giving position even before what we would call material wealth really began to show up in his life and that that strength in the lord lifted him and eventually began to lift a nation out of being beggars and I never. I will never forget the story that he told of when he was in a large minister's conference, and of course he's an African minister, and uh, a couple of American ministers came over to him and said, uh, do you have some needs? Uh, are there needs that you can meet? We, we would, you know, in other words, we we will help you with your needs. In other words, always keep Sometimes people can be sincere with that. Other times they want to keep you in perpetual need so that you have to keep coming to them and they look like, you know, like almost like they're God. So uh, Bishop Oyedipo responded to the person who said, What needs do you have? He said, We don't have any needs, we meet needs. Now, trust me, coming from an African minister, that is total revelatory. Uh, type statements and it's it 's those type of revelations that lifted him that lifted multitudes out of poverty out of lack and it 's knowing who you are in Christ, knowing your covenant rights tying into the financial covenant and then moving from a mentality of give me give me give me you know somebody give me another fish somebody give me another free meal somebody give me another cell phone you know, give me free give me free there you know receiving is fun but there is a stronger position where you move into the giver role and you can do that regardless of what your economic status is now you may not be able to give out gold bricks or gold bars you may not be able to give out you know uh, gold or silver coins but I guarantee you you can give out something you could find something where you can move into the role of being the blesser instead of always being uh, in a place where you're walking around hoping hoping that somebody gives you a handout Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Stephen, I need it. I'm needy. You you may be in a place where you're needy, but unless you begin to shift your thinking, a total paradigm shift with your thinking, you will continue to be kept in that needy spot. Look, look, let me just tell you, there's a lot of people that are out there that may act like they care about you but they would they would be happy for you to stay on the plantation for the rest of your life why because they'll give you a little something to keep you satisfied as long as you never tried to rise up past that point and they're happy to see you just stay on the plantation creating Uh, you know what you know they're giving them their vote you know you vote for that party because they gave you a free cell phone or whatever it is all that stuff is a form of bondage but when you move to a place of just you know instead of just looking for somebody to give you something particularly for free But you move into a place like, hey, you know, that's nice. You want to give me a free bologna sandwich, but I don't want to stay eating bologna for the rest of my life. So uh, give me some knowledge to help me to rise up so I'm in a better place where all of that knowledge, all of that wisdom is found in the word of God. And as you begin to work it, you'll find out it'll work for you. Woo. Praise the Lord. And you'll find yourself rising. You'll find your whole outlook in life instead of being a victim having a victim mentality you know the government did me wrong Pastor Stephen taxes are too high Pastor Stephen I was born under an unlucky star well look, look listen it doesn't matter what star you were born under you can become a star when you begin to believe and act upon the Word of God well how do I do that Pastor Stephen step into it it is more blessed to give than to receive Woo, praise the Lord. Pastor Stephen I don't like it that certain ministers have jets I don't think that's right Pastor Stephen Kenneth Copeland he has a he's got a couple of jets well yes he does he has a citation 10 he also has a Gulf Stream 4 and he may have a few others that I'm not aware of well I don't think that's right Pastor Stephen well let's dig a little deeper let's dig a little deeper if you really want to find out how these things unfold okay Kenneth Copeland, Prophet Kenneth Copeland, has given away at least, to my knowledge of what I've heard from reliable sources, at least 18 different aircraft. Now, uh, go look at any critic of him, or what we would call Word of Faith or Prosperity teaching. Go look at any critic and find any critic who's given at least one car away. You'll never, you won't even find that. Find, but try to find one that's given an aircraft away the, the, there's no critic that's going to do that, but yet he he gave away 18 aircraft. He gave away 18 aircraft before the citation showed up. Woo hallelujah! Mm-mm. It's more blessed to give. It's more blessed to give. And when you give, you are going to receive. But when you put the giving up front, your receiving comes in on a totally higher level. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fascinating fascinating. Mm. I know another minister, he teaches strongly on prosperity, and he is greatly blessed. And I know he receives a lot of persecution. But I also know, I personally know that that one minister who many criticize, I know that that one minister in one offering uh, gave a $1 million offering. One time I, I remember it was a, a Prophet Kenneth Hagin was holding a conference, and that minister gave a million dollars into the offering to Support the preaching of the gospel into all the earth. Well I don't like that minister Pastor Stephen. Well you know have you ever given a million dollars? Oh no. Well maybe that's why you aren't as blessed as him. Pastor Stephen I don't think that's right that some have aircraft. Well I'll, all I'm saying is they've sowed their way into it. This has nothing to do with luck or chance or they were born under a lucky star. No most of most of these ministers have risen up through some of the worst challenges through some of the deepest levels of poverty that they were you know just placed into that you know in, in the life that they were thrown into but yet they got into the word of god and tapped into the principles of the word of god and lived them and applied them and god honored his word and god God watched over His word and performed it in their lives. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, behind the scenes, you don't know what others have done. In their sowing in their giving that's lifted them to those places of prominence and many people will criticize them really if you dig into why they're criticizing they're jealous oh that they would never tell you they're jealous but that's uh, that's probably 98% of the root of the criticism is that they actually wish they had it they actually wish that what that minister had or what that blessed person had they wish that they could have it now they would never say that and they would certainly never admit that they're jealous because that would be an admittance to a sin. But that's really, that's really what's going on. Just total jealousy. Now, are there things out there within the kingdom of God that can be inscrupulous are those who have worked in deceitment or have done fraud or have said we're going to put the money over here and they went over there and spent it on something uh, you know maybe about bought a house or something like that and uh, we've seen things like that and I think there is a place for what I would call maybe watchdog type ministries where there's certain ministries, they kind of like, uh, you know, do reports. Are they really putting the money where they're saying they're putting the money? And they have found. You know certain you know I heard about an orphanage recently that you know a ministry that ran orphanages and they said well, you know we're putting all the money not all because you have to run administration and stuff like that payroll and you know uh, th- those various costs everybody understands that but they basically said we're putting you know like 80% in- into the orphanage well they, they were investigated and found out they're maybe putting like 3% <laughs> and I've, I've, I've seen operations like that I stay clear of them unfortunately that operation uh, millions of dollars were pouring into it because the corporation the ministry was giving false advertising saying we're doing all of this work and it was a lot of hype and they said we're doing all this work overseas and when uh, an investigative team went to see the work that they were doing there found out the whole thing was you know basically probably you know 95% fraud it was just all lies and of course when contributors found out you know this the thing began to collapse quickly so uh, there is the fraudulent but my friends the blessing will work, and when you work it God's way, I like what it says from the book of Proverbs the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and He adds no sorrow with it. You don't have to cheat, you don't have to defraud, you don't have to lie, you don't have to be working in shady areas. You're honest, you're ethical, and that blessing. The blessing means, in Hebrew, it means empowered to prosper. It lifts you, lifts you, lifts you. Woo, it is really supernatural. And let me say this. Unbelievers, maybe unbelievers that curse and use profanity, maybe unbelievers that do uh, sinful—of course, that's what sinners do—they sin, right? But unbelievers that would be really crude and dirty. You know what? Unbelievers can still, although they're lost in their sins, they can still be working biblical principles. And just because they're working those those principles that are biblical. It will still produce in their life. I can prove it to you. You can have a farmer. He's a, total, he's a total sinner, doesn't know God, maybe he beats his wife, maybe he gets drunk every night, and uh, maybe he watches uh, uh, you know, uh, things of perversion or has dark secrets in his life. But you know what, if that farmer still goes out and sows seed and he obeys the laws of agriculture, plants seed, takes care of the seed, and takes care of the soil, he, he's still going to reap a harvest whether he's a saint or a sinner. So the thing is, if you operate Biblical laws, they will work for you. Now, of course, the most important thing is to know Christ as your Lord and Savior, because we're all going to live for eternity, even in either in Heaven or in Hell. And it's based upon your decision. Praise God. So we have chosen Christ. And we are on the way to the heavenly city, traveling through life like pilgrims, like sojourners, praise God. But my friends, this is, this is a divine way of lifting. It is more blessed to give than to receive. If you just switch into that giving mode, the receiving will start running you down, catching up with you, and really just overtaking you. Who? praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus fascinating fascinating it really does involve a shift mentally it is more blessed to give every time I'm with my spiritual father every time that Kelly and I go out to eat with him and he's in his 70s now every time and this has been the same way for for decades anytime we go out to eat at a meal at a nice restaurant he always brings this little, uh, like, attachment case that he carries with him, and he'll open it up when the waiter or waitress comes by, and he'll allow them to pick either a piece of jewelry. Or some other types of little I I would call them little blessing gifts that just make a person feel valuable that make a person feel like wow that's really nice and you know it's not a gift you know that um, is worth a lot of money but it's something that makes you feel special he's done that for for decades now he is such a giver gave me a laptop one time he is so generously into the life of me and my wife And I tell you what, that's why he's so blessed. That's why he's got the beautiful house close to the beach. That's why he has prosperity in his life. These things are not luck or accident. These are people that work kingdom principles. Let's take a look at one more, one more verse. This was in my spirit today. Also, Luke 638 chapter six, verse 38, Jesus said, give, and it will be given to you now he said give he didn't say take <laughs> he didn't say just you know just be receiving all the time and look I love receiving this it's my birthday hallelujah number 53 pastor Stephen happy birthday to you Woo. okay so look there's a place for receiving that's all fun but but the main core of your thrust in life is not just you know where every day you're receiving although it will come over you it will touch your life but your main focus is that of a giver give and it will be given to you good measure well the picture here and it's really laid out in the amplified version of the Bible Is the person back in the Biblical days where they would wear a robe and you've got your belt that goes around your robe but the front part of the robe was like a flap it's almost like an apron and you could pull that up and you could actually make kind of like a your own bucket you know you grab the bottom of the robe it pulls up because you had a double layer and it's like an apron so you pull it up and you would hold it like that and then somebody could pour in that's what's referred to here give and it will be given to you good measure okay press down so somebody's pouring in good measure and then it's pressed down it's being compacted shaken together shake when you shake it you're like trying to get it to settle you know whether they're uh, pouring in uh, you know corn kernels or whether they're pouring in wheat so that you can go make flour whatever they're pouring in you know seeds or whatever you could shake it down real good and it'll settle and then it says and running over will be put into your bosom okay for with the same measure that you use It will be measured back to you. So, our giving, not our receiving, our giving, the measure of our giving determines the measure that comes back to us. Fascinating. If you give a small measure, like a teaspoon measure, it's going to come back, but it'll come back in the same teaspoon type measures. If you give like a wheelbarrow measure, there you go, it's going to come back in a larger measure like that. And if you really push the limits you know you get creative and you you know you kind of plan this out and orchestrate it you give maybe like on a dump truck type you know level well you just you fill the thing up well it's going to come back it will come back on that same magnitude of level level. it will come back in that same measure that you've measured out Mm. so you determine your harvest not God (laughs) Woo! thank you Jesus it's the measure that you give not not the measure that God gives, it determines it. It's the measure that you give. That's what's going to come back. It will be measured back to you. How? In the same way that you measured it out in your giving. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So this is a time where we are getting close to Passover, and then, of course, Passover. You have the feast right after the Passover. Is there there? They're door to door to each other. You go right into the feast of unleavened bread, and it's really a time of examination of your life. And I think it can be a time to examine, Lord, how can I really step into Acts chapter twenty, verse thirty-five, where Lord I'm happy to receive. Lord, I'm I'm always ready to receive. But Lord, how can I move to a place where I become a giver, a giver? Well, I think one of the best ways to step into it is. At the level you're at right now find that place where you can extend giving at that level and just determine that you're going to rise up to be a champion giver and what happens is the sensation that you receive from giving is actually more joyful this than they then the sensation that you receive in your heart. From receiving. It's a different level. How would you contrast it, Pastor Stephen? I would say that the experience or the sensation of giving, and you give it a way that it absolutely melts or deeply touches the heart of the person that you gave to, I would say when you do something like that, you actually feel like God. Now, I'm not saying you are God, because God is God alone, and He alone is God, but I'm saying you actually feel what it's like to be God when you give like that, because the greatest giver of all is God the Father. He gave, He gave on Passover, His Son, the unblemished, spotless Lamb, sinless, Perfect sacrifice to make atonement for the sins of all humanity, past, present, and future. That whosoever would put their trust and faith in that name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Woo! That all happened because God the Father gave his son. Now, he didn't give an angel. One of you angels, come on, I need somebody to sign up. I need one of you to lay your life down. It it wasn't going to work like that. Why? Well, uh, unfortunately, a man blew it. His name was Adam. So, in order for it to be redeemed back, it can't be redeemed back by an angel, by a seraphim, by a cherubim. It has to be redeemed back by a man. Oh, so the brilliant plan of Jesus the second person of the Godhead deity laying down that mighty power. He didn't lay down his Godhead, his, his, his Godness, but he laid down the power and became a man woo, and operated in the earth as a man and won it back as Paul said in the book of Romans as the second Adam, Mm. the first one that messed it up, the second one, Christ redeemed it all. Mm. So now we have relationship back with God, our father, through the shed blood of Christ are you happy today so we can't out give God but I tell you what when you give not when you receive although that's very important also but when you give you really experience the heart of God mm, thank you Lord Jesus well let's let's get ready now to give the tithes and offerings we're going to bring them into the storehouse of God And let me say also that we are endeavoring to set aside a special seed for Passover because the Holy Spirit spoke to me just a few days ago and told me finish the fence. And we have been on the fence project for several months, and it has been moving ahead wonderfully. We just completed phase two, paid cash for it, and uh, had completed phase one before that. So we have, oh, I I don't know, maybe maybe we we have put up probably about 550 feet of commercial grade chain link fence, all in black. It's absolutely beautiful, and it's all been paid for. Praise the Lord! But the Holy Spirit said, "Finish the fence." So what we need to do is this: we need to stay faithful with our tithes, because the tithe is not an offering. The tithe already belongs to God. Ten percent of all of your income, of all the money that comes into your life, ten percent God says is His, and He'll bless the ninety. And so outside of the tithe, which is the Lord's, then we have the opportunity to sow seed, or as the Bible also describes it, as giving an offering. And I would like for us to sow a special Passover seed you have between now and Passover to get it in, because the Holy Spirit told me, finish the fence. And so, I am in faith that this assignment will be completed, and that I can call the uh, fence company and say, come on, bring the materials, and let's knock it out. Praise God. So, your best seed will go towards that project, and please continue to be faithful in your tithes. It's the tithe. See, the tithe under the Old Covenant system And even during Jesus' day when the temple was functioning, the tithe allows the man of God to function full-time and to do what he's called to do. It made everything in the temple work because when the tithe came in, that provides the economic system that God established in His Word so that everything functions smoothly at that time in the priesthood. Now today, Through the ascension of Christ, when Christ was uh, going up from earth to heaven, it says in Ephesians chapter 4 that he gave gifts unto men. Okay, those gifts are what is known as the fivefold ministry gift offices of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher praise the Lord. He gave gifts. So we thank God for that. So my friends, the tithe makes everything work smooth in the ministry. And it's your tithe that allows us to do the basics around here. Always cover the basics well. Everything working smoothly, all bills paid in a timely manner in the ministry. Everything running smoothly, the gospel being sent to the furthest points of the world. And it's the offerings that allow us to move special projects forward. Amen. So along with your tithe, I would like to encourage you to sow a special Passover seed. You can get it in anytime you like, okay? Either, either uh, now, or we'd want to get it in by April the 12th, because Sunday, April 12th is Passover. And I'm praying over the seeds, me and Pastor Kelly and our ministry leadership team, we are praying over the seeds as they come in for this special fence project. Now, those of you that are giving a special seed towards the completion of the fence, please just make note of that so that we can allocate that special Passover seed into the right uh, department. So just put Passover seed or just write on it, Fence Project and we'll know that's what it's all about because the Passover seed is for the Fence Project. Praise God. And thank you for being faithful with your tithes. Woo! Praise God. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people as they are bringing the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse. I pray that they make that shift in their minds and in their hearts that they will not stay on a cycle of just being needy minded but they will move into that God dimension your dimension oh God of being giving minded first and I thank you father God that the words of the Lord Jesus Christ still ring so true where he said it is more blessed to give than to receive now father Help your people move into this, because you're raising up financial champions in this hour. And I'm speaking to many, many of them. Thank you, Father. They will be the bearers of gold, not just the glory and the anointing and the wisdom and the revelation, O God, that would be distilled from heaven like sweet honey upon their minds. But Father God, there will be great prosperity that they will walk in, and they will distribute They will distribute with the wisdom of Solomon and they will give checks here they will release funds here they will release provision there we thank you father God you are raising up great financial stewards we give you praise and glory thank you father God bless your people bless your people father with the Acts chapter 20 verse 35 anointing we give you praise in the name of Jesus amen now say this say The reality of Acts chapter 20, verse 35, I will taste and fully know. Woo, praise God. Oh, yes, you're going to receive. You're going to receive because of all the sowing that you're doing. But let your motives and your heart be on the giving. Yes, the receiving will come. But be in the giving mode. Woo, praise God. That's where the real joy is at. Praise God. Praise God. Mm-mm. Hallelujah, Praise God. One more story, a uh, kind of funny story that Bishop David Oyedipo told about the time that he went to go see his spiritual father. And that was the Archbishop Benson Idahosa, who is now in heaven. And so he goes over to see Benson Idahosa. And Vincent Idahosa had a huge bag, I'm not talking like, like a paper bag, this was like a huge bag, I guess it was more like a laundry bag, full of money. And so a, a, a young man, a young Oyedipo goes over to see him, and Idahosa says, go over there and take as much money as you want. And Oyedipo said, no, no. And Idahosa, so, you know, was very uh, kind of like, uh, you know, loud. He says, what do you mean, no? <laughs> Are you saying you won't take my money <laughs> that he was freely offering? And Oyedipo said, it's not that I don't want to take it. He, he basically said, I want to know, how did you get it? How do you have this anointing to have a bag, a giant bag full of money in an undeveloped nation. How are you operating in this? In other words, I don't just want the money because because if you tie yourself to the person as your source, well, that person's not going to be around forever. And after all, Midstnidalson, he's not on the planet anymore. So if he was the source, then Oyetapo's supply was cut off the moment that man left the earth. But he basically said, "How are you connected with God in a way where you've got all this money?" That's what I want to know. Because you can spend the money, but if you find the source, the money keeps flowing. Ah praise God and of course the source the revelation the power of the financial covenant was revealed to him and he's got plenty of money today praise God and that's where God wants you to be plenty of money Woohoo! plenty of money look you're going to have to get your mind ready to move from beggar mentality or survival mentality or you know I'm just going to be you know I'm just content to get by no 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 you have to see yourself as walking in the blessing of Abraham Abraham was rich. Can I be more biblically literal? It says in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, he was very rich. Mm. And that blessing through Christ, according to Galatians, chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, that blessing of prosperity that was on Abraham's life is now on you in Christ. Believe it. Hallelujah. That's not no homo anointing. Hallelujah, that's a holy anointing of prosperity. Pastor Stephen, to be poor means you're holy. Let me tell you what it means to be poor. Although you may be poor and love God and sing psalms and hymns, and you may you may uh, sing in the choir, and you may teach children Bible school lessons, and you may help old ladies cross the street, and you may buy Girl Scout cookies, and though you may be the sweetest person in the world, but yet you're still poor, and you're very impoverished. Let me say this. If a poor person is poor, somewhere in their life, they are violating, whether they mean to or not, whether they have knowledge of it or not, they are violating a scriptural commandment because poverty is under the curse poverty is not part of the blessing Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 through 14 Uh, there's no poverty in the blessing poverty is called directly by God a curse so if you're in poverty somewhere in your life whether willingly or unknowingly or you know misapplied somehow some way there is a scripture that is being violated there is a principle of God that is being violated and it needs to be fixed in order to come out of that situation Mm, praise the Lord and a lot of that can also be a person's mindset their way of thinking praise God but deliverance is your portion and I speak expediate it expedited deliverance into your life if you're suffering if you're having a difficult time financially God's going to lift you up God's going to lift you up and bless you don't look to the economy don't look to the government the God can work through the government God can work through the economy and stuff like that but I'm just saying your source is God and God's more than enough to get you through it he's going to bless you so rejoice today things are turning in your favor God is smiling upon you praise God. Mm-mm. You are blessed. You are blessed to give. You are blessed to give, and you are blessed to receive. Praise the Lord. Today, let's go to the book of Philippians, chapter 4, and I want to talk about sorting it all out. Woo! Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come and begin to sort out any complexities of life any unanswered questions that you would like to answer that would be something that you could unveil to us we ask for solutions and information and fresh revelation to drop from heaven today into our understanding in the name of Jesus we thank you that it will come down it will come down just as the dew the steals upon the roses it will come down as fresh insight From you. We thank you, Father God, for third heaven experiences, encounters, illuminations in Jesus' name. Let's all agree and say, Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Now, you understand that the sinners can't keep the commandments of God, they're spiritually dead. They're separated from the life of God because of their sins. We can't expect the news media to behave in a calm fashion and to report things accurately. After all, the more hype and the more sensationalism there is, the more people watch and the more they can charge for commercials. And for advertisers to buy airtime to promote their products and of course goes into the pockets of the you know the the uh, the companies of the news news companies and so forth but my friends there is a place of deep tranquil peace for you for God's people hallelujah be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. Life has its complications. Life has its things that can be thrown at you that were not on the daily calendar. We've seen that with the crazy coronavirus that's gone around. Now, I do believe this is just my personal, you know, spiritual antennas up, prayer time, picking things up from the Lord, I believe we're going to pop out of it, okay? I believe it's going to begin to, begin to die down. I believe that the economy will slowly begin to pick back up and then will eventually catch on fire. And really, when I say on fire, I'm not talking about burning down, I'm talking about going up. It's going to begin to rise. And I believe President Trump will get elected for a second term and I'm of course that's what I'm also praying towards praise god thank you lord jesus so i really believe that in the midst of things that happen unexpectedly you have to keep your eyes on the lord and you have to keep moving forward now while many people sadly to say have have been you know they've caught the virus some have died I know from a global perspective that you have to keep on going. God wants the church, particularly to keep on going. And God loves the country that you live in. Remember Jeremiah chapter 29, where Jeremiah writing a letter from Jerusalem and having the letter sent by a courier to Babylon. Now, most people when they think of Jeremiah chapter 29, they think about verse 11, you know, God having a good plan for your life and so forth. They're very excited about verse 11. But what a lot of people don't understand is that in the context of that chapter, Jeremiah sent a letter to the Jewish people that had been taken away as captives to Babylon and he writes them a letter and tells them, "Hey, you're going to be there a while and God wants you to be established in the city. Well, wait a minute, Pastor Stephen, if they're going to be established in the city, that means God's going to bless them in Babylon. Oh, yes. And not only that, God told them, God told the Jews in Babylon, pray for the peace of Babylon pray for the peace of the city oh pastor Stephen but that's a wicked city and even the word the name Babylon conjures up the most evil uh, the most evil thoughts Ooh, the most diabolical plans of the devil God said you're not going anywhere you're in Babylon that your children get married there now, of course you know preferably you know God's saying you uh, to other Jews other Bible believing believers in other words but he's saying, get you know, go ahead and get married, go ahead and buy houses, go ahead and start businesses, go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, you know, open up shops and things like that. And the Lord said, I'm going to bless you there. Oh, God couldn't do that in Babylon. God couldn't do that in America. Pastor Stephen, New York City in L.A., that's Babylon. Well, God told the Jews that were literally in Babylon, you're not going anywhere. And I'm going to bless you right where you're at now if God tells you to leave or if the the time allotted eventually comes to an end which is what Daniel prophesied and uh, he saw that the that they would eventually come out of the captivity and go back and there would be a group that went back and that did come to pass but nevertheless the ones that were there God said well you've been through a lot you've been hauled off and uh, it's been a very difficult time you you you're out of your land and you know you've been through some tough things but now your heart's turned back to me even though you're in a foreign land and Jeremiah writing under the anointing of the spirit said just go ahead and you know make the best of your situation because you're not going anywhere for a long time now the false prophets all the false prophets there in Babylon said oh no we're getting out of here we can probably be out of here in two years we be back in Jerusalem and Jeremiah said oh no you're not you're not going anywhere for quite some time even told them exactly how many years they're going to be there and then you had false prophets back in uh, also back in Jerusalem said oh no 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 Uh, God's going to break the yoke off of Nebuchadnezzar and uh, we're we're, uh, everything's going to be restored within just a short period of time and uh, Jeremiah said oh no he said matter of fact this wooden yoke that I used as a representation prophetically speaking of our uh, bondage under Nebuchadnezzar which a false prophet broke off of him and threw down you know in this big dramatic act before the king Uh, God said, well, tell him that in place of the wooden one that he just broke, tell him, I'm putting an iron, an iron yoke now. You're going to serve Nebuchadnezzar. That's all there is to it. Mm, mm, mm praise the Lord you know God lifts up nations and uh, when a man uh, even if he's an unbeliever if God's hand is on his life like Nebuchadnezzar even with all of his issues even being a pagan yet God was working through that man there's no, there's no there's nothing anybody can do to overthrow it same thing with Alexander the Great this young man that probably in many ways one of the greatest figures in uh, the ancient world and conquered pretty much the entire known world back then conquered it while he was in his 20s how crazy is that and no army on the face of the earth could stop him he was it was like he was invincible God's hand was on his life but Pastor Stephen he was a pagan yep sure was spreading Greek culture of you know of of, of, you know multiple God worship and pantheism and all this baloney all over the Middle East and various other parts of the world but yet God had other plans God was doing other things that were bigger than that and then when God was done with him. He's taken out. Pastor Stephen, what killed him? It must have been an army. Nope. What was it, Pastor Stephen? It must have been great weapons of war. No, it wasn't a bow, it wasn't an arrow that took him out. And even though he was young and full, extremely healthy, and seemed like, you know, he had everything going for him, he suddenly died. And most scholars believe he was taken out by the smallest of things a mosquito. And it was probably got malaria, and he died from that. But uh, I tell you, I really believe God's working through President Trump, the overthrow, diabolical one world order systems that are behind the scenes trying to work, trying to get the Antichrist on the scene before the time. And now eventually uh, the, the, um, the Antichrist system will begin to rise strongly. I know there's a lot of people that says it's it's going to come out of the the Middle East in the sense it will come out of the uh, maybe like a Muslim nation. I think it's still probably going to come out of Europe out of a revived Roman Empire and I have certain beliefs for that. Okay. So nevertheless that that system will one day begin to emerge. There will be I believe a literal one world leader uh, known In scripture as the antichrist but we're not there yet and I know a lot of uh, wicked people would like to see that happen now they would like to really just do away with the Jews and they would like to do away with the Christians but I believe God's working through President Trump just like he's worked through other great people throughout biblical history and throughout world history and he's God's man for this hour and I believe that he's going to get us. When I say us, I'm talking about the nation of America through to the place that we're supposed to be. And I believe in a couple of years, we're going to see prosperity on a level in America like we've never seen before. And it's going to be the lifting of the church. Woohoo, Pastor Stephen, I've got my tribulation food. I've got my beans and my bacon all stored up. That's nice. I don't think you're going to need it, at least not for a while, at least not for a while. Praise God. And even even then, despite despite some Christians that probably filled their garages full of toilet paper, and I think it's so funny that the um, supermarkets and you know Costco's they're not allowing returns. Well, we're here to return five hundred rolls of toilet paper. They're like, keep it. You bought it. We're not taking it back. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but nevertheless, nevertheless, I really believe that should there ever come a time where god's people are in a place of what we would call the fullness of the end times where you can't buy or sell uh because the mark has now been established i believe that in conditions like that god is responsible for taking care of his people and i believe he will because i believe it will get to a place later down the road where Where God will show himself strong for his people glory to God but you know what we're not there yet and the Great Commission is not fulfilled yet and the church has not done the assignment yet we've done a lot but I know for a fact that there are you know missiologists those who study missions and study what we would call the spread of the gospel they say that there are may sound crazy but they say there are 2 billion people on the planet right now that not only have not received Christ they've never even heard the name of Jesus they've never heard of Matthew Mark Luke or John they've never heard of the they've never heard of the word called the Bible they haven't heard anything they are completely isolated and cut off from everything that we know uh, about God and so we have a lot of work to do praise God and we're going to get it done Mm -mm, God's working. God's working so we're not there at the end yet Mm-mm. thank you Jesus be anxious be anxious for nothing and even in times when we do get to some of the end time scenarios God will still provide God will provide for his people be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer here's how you do it here's how you get into the peace In everything by prayer and supplication those specific requests with Thanksgiving let your request be Be made known to God. Now, there are some things that could trouble you. There are some things where you're maybe having a happy talk with God, and then things begin to come up in your spirit, and maybe you have questions of why, and you're thinking, Well, God, I don't know if I should ask you why. It's not like I'm doubting you, but maybe inquiring minds want to know. Lord, why is my life like this? What's going on? Can I share something special with you? God's interested in your inner happiness if you're not happy uh, it's not like God's not aware of that and he's just saying oh that's okay I'm tough I'm trying to toughen them up I want them to suffer well I I know that that doesn't mean that you know God's going to just you know roll you through a garden of roses all of your life of course that actually may that maybe not sound That doesn't sound very pleasant, actually, because roses have thorns. But I'm not not trying to say that God's going to make everything super sweet and perfect for you, but I will say this God wants you in your heart to be satisfied and content and happy. And if you're if you're not, and that starts coming up in your prayer time, something bothers you. Maybe you don't. Maybe maybe you're not happy where you live, but yet God's got you there, and you're, that's where you're supposed to be. But there's maybe maybe you have a job, and God's got you plugged into that job, and it seems like you can't get out. But you're really not happy with that job. You know, you can talk those things over with the Lord, and let me see if I can say it like this. Although he may not change that scenario because he's got you there for a purpose, maybe for development, maybe for uh, training, and he doesn't want to move you out of that, but he will still work with you in an area of basically asking you what is it in this situation that would make you happy? Is there something that I can do to offset this life, this calling, this training that would make you happy? And the Lord's very open to talking in those type of discussions. So I would say that if you're in a place like that where maybe something has made you anxious, maybe something, uh, Lord, I want to move, I want to move, but you, you, you can't move yet, and you know it's not God's will for you to move. What are you to do? You're talking over with the Lord. And it doesn't mean that He's not saying you aren't going to move. It's just maybe it's not the time and he'll talk things over with and he'll like hey I can make you happy while you're in this place is there something I can do for you that would make you happy while you're still here well Lord that would be nice he actually is that nice and you can't come into those solutions those answers I would even call it sorting out these life issues without really spending time with the Lord in prayer and I've gotten into places with the Lord in, in things like this with prayer where, you know, you can't sort it all out in 30 minutes. You, you, you can't. And life is complex, and you have to talk it over. And then it, it's maybe, it's almost like a roller coaster. Maybe you feel good in the Lord. You're happy. You're full of faith. But then maybe you kind of examine something, and then you're like, well, Lord, you know, honestly, uh, this still persists, or this is the way this is, and Lord, I don't like it. And maybe you come down a little bit, not in your faith, but you're just like, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I I feel fatigued over this. Lord, uh, what's going on from the perspective of when is this going to change? And the Lord, the Lord in that down spot can share things with you to lift you. Now, He doesn't want you always like that. But sometimes you can have those moments where, Lord, uh, Lord, can you do something to give me a little extra right now? Lord, I'm on the path. I'm on the journey. But Lord, I could use a little boost. Praise God. Well, if you stay in prayer and keep talking, you may feel like you're kind of going down. He will come, and He will lift you back up and share some things that will make your heart happy. But you've got to hang into those places with the Lord and talk it out. Woo! Woo! You'll see these things engaged with the prophet Isaiah come now let us reason together isn't that a wild statement that God made to his people through the prophet come now let's discuss it over let us re- let us talk it out that's the way God is and if there's something that you feel like well Lord um, this doesn't seem fair this doesn't seem right this doesn't seem just God can begin to show you the larger picture and through that place of honest questioning not accusing God but just saying Lord help me with this God can begin to explain and show things to you in a larger dimension and you'll come out of it you'll come out of come out of it with a deeper friendship with God and you'll come out of it with usually a revelation from something from his word that he's wanted to get over to you that he's one he's actually trying to lift you higher mm, mm, mm. thank you Lord Jesus and it's true you see it you see it in nature you see it in the natural first these diamonds are formed out of great pressure and God can form things out of you this beauty his character his image through these pressure pressure situations that could cause in the natural what we would call being anxious or levels of anxiety But when you go before the Lord, He will sort it all out, He'll smooth it all out, and just hang out with Him, hang out with Him until you get the lift back up. And when you get the lift back up, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. You'll come out of that with fresh revelation. You'll come out of it with verse 7, and the peace of God, which is what we're all looking for, which is what we want to be sustained in, and the peace of God. In the the Hebrew, the word peace is shalom, shalom and it it means nothing missing, nothing broken, and that's why you can have those conversations with the Lord, maybe something that was producing anxiousness or anxiety because maybe you felt like in your life there was something missing, maybe you've been in faith, believing God for it, but hasn't shown up yet. maybe there's something missing, maybe there's something that's broken and it hasn't been healed or hasn't been mended or put back together yet well if you will just talk it over with the Lord. And I'm not talking a little 20 minute talk. Okay Lord that's all I, I've got the time for. Now I'm talking about those moments where you start getting pulled into it by the Holy Spirit and it's opening up. And you're having that talk. You need to stay there until you talk the whole thing out. Well Pastor Stephen I might get tired. What well, you might get tired staying up watching a good movie. You may, may, may get tired exercising. So I get tired hanging out with the Lord. It will be much more productive. Mm -mm. This is godly exercise that produces holiness and righteousness. Mm. And the peace of God, which surpasses or extends and goes beyond all understanding. There is a peace that is supernatural. It's beyond any type of peace that the world can give. Mm. Thank you, Jesus this is what the Holy Spirit will lead you into and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard that is a Greek word picture for a for an armed garrison soldiers with shields and spears guarding and protecting your heart and mind through Christ Jesus guarding it and protecting it from what worry fear paranoia Unbelief, doubt. Is God really with me? Is God for me? Does God love me? God, I feel abandoned by you. You'll get shielded and protected from all of that stuff. Shielded and protected from all of that stuff. And it's still out there, but you'll just walk through it with an armed garrison stationed around your heart, referring to your spirit, your inner man, ladies, your inner woman, okay? Guarding your spirit and your mind. It's very, very important. That's where also we see the the helmet of salvation in mission, uh, excuse me mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6 guarding your mind guarding your thought life also guarding your heart here that comes out of peace and you can't get it you can't get it without prayer it's like having skinny legs as a guy and you want to have big legs you can't get it without squats you're going to have to put some weight on that bar get into the squat rack start doing squats Hallelujah! Start eating a lot of food, eat a lot of steaks, drink a lot of milk. That's how you change it. That's how you do it. If that's what you want, that's how you do it. Praise God! If you want to get into this deep peace and get everything in your life sorted out, mm-hmm. pray, pray, pray. Hallelujah! Mm. See, the Holy Spirit, He knows everything about you. He can go. He He knows everything about God, the Father, and Jesus, and He can go deep in you. He can go down inside to your deepest thoughts, and He begin to pull things up, and He begin to pull up even your questions. He can begin to pull up your, I don't understanding type situations, and He can begin to open that up and give you understanding. It's the most marvelous experience. Woo! It's like having surgery while you're wide awake. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. God coming into you doing surgery. Mm, praise God. And taking out all the anxiety taking out. Well, let me say this, you can be a Christian, you can be a, as we would say, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christian, and be totally stressed out. Absolutely. You can be a Christian who loves God, and be up to here with stress, and you can be a Christian who loves God, and have heart palpitations, and heart issues, because you're so stressed out, you're on edge, and you're popping pills. Yes, you absolutely can. But there is a solution, there is a remedy a remedy for that it's in Christ, it's in spending time with Him, and just rolling all those cares over on the Lord, and He'll soothe you, He will talk to you. Don't leave, don't leave until He starts talking to you and giving the things to you that will bring the comfort to your heart that you're looking for. Now, if you leave prematurely, I feel better, Lord, I'm out of here. Don't, don't just leave when you start to feel better, leave when you're filled up. Leave when your soul has come into that place of total tranquility, where you're not bugged or bothered anymore about anything. Mm -mm -mm. God's got a beautiful plan, a beautiful picture for your life, a beautiful picture for your life. Hallelujah. Wait up on the Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit as you pray to sort it all out. Sort it all out. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. And you'll find the sweet counsel of God being manifested by the Holy Spirit revealing to you the mind of God saying, It's going to be okay. Things are going to change. In the interim, is there something that I could do that would make things better for you, that would make you happy in the midst of this, in the midst of waiting, in the midst of standing in faith? In the midst of holding on to my word in the midst of your obedience is there something that I could do that would make you happy Woo! well uh, 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 yes Lord there is okay see it's two-way conversation prayer mmm praise God and the Holy Spirit helps you to give the right response to that yes Lord there is Lord this this would really this would make me content it's not the end game. It's not the grand prize. It's not the full harvest. But Lord, you know, um, Lord, that would make me happy. Mm, praise the Lord. It's not where, Lord, I probably would like to be at 10 years from now, but right now, Lord, that, mm, yeah, that would, um, wow. You, you see, God talks with you. God talks with you. Mm, praise God. You're presenting things to Him, He's presenting things to you. And by the time it's all done, you walk out totally anxiety-free. Praise the Lord with deep peace. Nothing troubles you. Nothing. Praise God. This is the place that God wants you to go to. Pastor Stephen, I need a psychiatrist. No, you need Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and verse 7. That's what you need to do. Because a psychiatrist, they can do, they can do things to help you with your mind. But the area that's deeper, which is your, which is your spirit, they can't really get into that because you, you only God can get in there praise the Lord and honestly there's even things about your mind that you really don't want a lot of people getting into your mind that's it's certainly not unsanctified yeah don't open your mind up just you know to anybody well come in here and do whatever you want analyze me psychoanalyze me hook those things up to my head and you know shock me no 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 be very careful be very careful with your mind that's why I don't ever go for that stuff I would never recommend anybody go into this the the, you know hypnotism or things like that because you're yielding your mind to uh, to who to an unbeliever to walk through the door of your mind and come in there and mess with your head no mm -mm, don't do stuff like that hallelujah let the Holy Spirit minister to you let the power of God's Word minister to you let the love of God minister to you and you'll be just fine God's more than enough God's more than enough Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer that is pressed into, not just you know, Lord, I've got I've got ten minutes. That's all I got for you. No, but prayer. Those times where you have longer, and you press into that, that's what allows you to get into the presence of the Lord. And when you leave that presence because you've been in his presence it begins to bring joy but it'll bring the healing it'll bring the peace that you need whoo hallelujah that joy gets restored now you have peace and then you go back out into the world it's like Jesus coming down from the mountain having the encounter the supernatural encounter on the mountain that what was called the transfiguration experience Matthew chapter 17 for reference but coming down from the mountain high up and coming to the base of the mountain where all the people were at running up to him with all the needs with all the people in need but so you come out of those experiences with God it doesn't mean you have to go up on a mountain but it does mean you go up in prayer okay and then because you are filled up with God you are able to minister to others with the life of Christ praise God mm mm thank you Lord Jesus and because you've received ministry and you have the oil of the spirit inside of you now you can minister outward to others you never preferably want to minister to others out of an empty reservoir or even one that's only got a little bit in there you want to be filled to overflowing and it's actually ideally you want to minister out of the overflow it's the overflow that's for others praise God and trust me when you're overflowing it just comes out the balm the healing balm of Gilead the anointing of Christ will come out and that is called in the Bible the ministry of reconciliation and every believer can walk in that reconciling the lost to Christ reconciling reconciling the frustrated bitter Christian back into joy and happiness with their loving caring Heavenly Father praise the Lord praise God amen I see you walking in the deep in the deep peace of God just like the Pacific Ocean so beautiful so much depth those deep blue waters I see you out there in the love of God in the peace of God swimming safely and securely in the peace of God nothing troubling you nothing troubling you praise the Lord Heavenly Father I pray for your people today that they know this peace and they would take those times take those moments to sort it all out. And Lord, sometimes there's a lot of sorting to do. And Lord, if there hasn't been an oil change in quite some time, the fluid could be a little bit yucky. And it's time for the golden oil of the spirit to re- to replenish the strength of your people. So Father, let them stay there until the full oil change is done, until the joy begins to flow again. Hallelujah that by by the way that's when you know that's when you know the lifting is there that's when you begin to know also that you can exit the holy place the secret place you have been filled with joy father bless them with the golden oil of your spirit and let them get it all sorted out let them have those wonderful talks those wonderful moments and then they will be anointed to help others solve the complexities of life and they can also point them where to go. If need be. Thank you, Father, to the secret place. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We thank you for speaking, consoling words, comforting words, for imparting wisdom in this hour. Thank you, Father, God. Somebody, you're watching me, you've lost a lot of money on the stock market. And the Lord feels your pain And I know, of course, with what's happened to the financial markets due to the coronavirus and also due to the oil, basically the oil war between Russia and Saudi Arabia, maybe you had stocks in oil and you've just seen them go down. The wisdom of God is waiting for you in the secret place and His peace is waiting for you. You know, people that don't know God, they take their lives. They jump off buildings. They, um, they just end their life. They think, I can't handle it. I can't deal with it. And I think some of you are going to run into people like that. They're on the edge. They're on the edge of a breakdown. But you'll be able to point them to Christ. And He is. He is the solution to every dilemma in life but for those of you that are watching that you feel financial pain right now because there has been great loss in your life maybe your maybe your retirement account has taken a hit and has dropped maybe completely in half you've seen half of your savings just disappear there are solutions and wisdom and peace waiting for you through the counsel of God and he will speak to you he and he's not just going to sugarcoat your life he will speak to you healing healing An anointing, and he'll tell you, he'll tell you exactly what to do, and he will restore you, he will establish you again upon the rock. Praise God. Don't be discouraged. There's hope for you in the Lord. He's going to turn it around. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Some of you, you have diseases sicknesses and you've been believing God for healing standing on the word and nothing's happened yet but when you go before the Lord and you have these deep talks with God and the Holy Spirit begins to pull things up bring bring things up oftentimes he will reveal a blockage that it's not so much an issue of your faith your faith is strong now there can be times he says I am still developing your, your faith continue to hold on to my word and the healing is coming it's been paid for at Calvary but this is an exercise of faith to teach you faith and that could be the case for some but others the Holy Spirit will bring up blockages maybe a root of unforgiveness maybe a root of jealousy or bitterness against somebody and things that would block maybe a a bad relationship the words were spoken and they were that were very hurtful and they were never repented over and so uh, those things need to be dealt with sometimes uh, you can only deal with it between you and God maybe the person's not even alive anymore but other times there can be wisdom from God that's released that says you need to contact that person and make it right. You know just like it says in the Bible Jesus said leave your gift here go to your brother get things right with your brother and then come back and then give your offering hallelujah that that way it's like the Apostle Paul said you have a clear conscience with God and with man Mm, a clear conscience is very very important in the eyes of God if it's not your conscience is not right it will really it'll totally gum up your prayer life Because in your heart, you know you really don't have faith because this thing's bugging you over here. Well, when you spend time with the Lord, those things all get sorted out. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for blessing and peace for your people. There are answers in the secret place. There are answers in the prayer closet. And we thank you, Father God, that in this hour, we refuse to be troubled about anything, but we choose to cast all of our cares over on you, identifying those cares, naming them, and placing them on you. And we thank you, Father God, for sorting everything out in our lives and making our lives beautiful to reflect your glory. We thank you, Father. You're setting us up for the finest hour of the church. We give you praise. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Many of you that are in the school of the Spirit, God has plans for you to be on the front lines of kingdom work in the very near future. So don't pull back, stay faithful. When I say school of the Spirit, I'm talking the prayer life, the walk with God. God's working things out. Praise God, building a firm foundation in your life through the principles of His Word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's get ready to take Holy Communion let's grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. If you're watching today's program and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior today, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off. You're not guaranteed a tomorrow and your your relationship with Christ is the only remedy for sin. Oh, praise the Lord, hell is an awful place. God didn't design hell for any human to ever go there. It was actually designed for Satan and all of the demons to go there. But because of man's willful rebellion and refusal to accept God's means of provision of escape from punishment of sin, because man's rejection of that Lost men and women also go there now, too. They will go there. And when you die, that's where you go if you don't know Christ. And that's not God's plan for you. So He has made provision for you through the shed blood, shed blood of His Son, Jesus. And today, if you don't know Him, call upon His name. Get your life right with God. If there is anything to sort out, it's your eternal salvation. Let's take care of that right now. If you don't know Jesus but you want to pray this prayer after me say Lord Jesus come into my life right now wash my sins away with your precious blood I receive you now as my Lord and Savior Jesus take my life now thank you Jesus write my name in your book of life thank you Jesus. Thank you for saving me right now now the Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved you called upon his name he heard you he has saved your soul you belong to him now and you can take communion with the rest of us believers around the world praise God we use a little life la- a, a little wafer I'm so happy that you know the Lord now Woo! praise God mm, 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 mm. and we also use grape juice praise God if you don't have one of these yet You can substitute, just substitute something that like a little cracker or something like that, you know, a cheese it, whatever it might be, okay? Let's take communion together. Father, we bless the bread and the juice. We set it apart as holy. We consecrate it. This is now the body and the blood of our Savior. Father, thank you for Jesus who made full provision for us, full provision for us at Calvary through his death, burial, and mighty resurrection. We tie into it. We believe it. And we accept it into our hearts. Thank you, Father God. Victory in every area of our life. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, let us receive his body, his promises now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that is so mighty that there is no sin that it cannot wash away. We thank you, Father, for forgiveness of all sins, cleansing from all unrighteousness, and that the blood of Jesus protects us and includes provision for healing, provision of protection from any plague, any virus, any bacteria, Woo! We thank you Father God. We thank you Father God for health in our bodies. Thank you oh God for the provision of healing and divine health. We accept it and believe it. We receive it in Jesus name. We feast O God at your banquet table spread for us. We receive now the blood of Christ in his name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise God. Right now, there are some of you, solutions to sort out certain issue in your life, certain issues. Solutions are flowing right now, and there's, there's some of you, you realize you have aught with your brother. In other words, you've got, there's something wrong, there's friction unnecessarily, there's, there's a, a strife or quarrel or something that should not be there. And you need to make the phone call right now to get that right. Okay. The Lord has shown you that even as we were taking communion, you need to get that right right now. Call the person. And sometimes it's not about who's right or who's wrong. Sometimes it's just, it's more about walking in love, walking in agape love. There are some things where, you know, that are what I would call non-salvation doctrinal issues it, it doesn't involve your salvation and you know you may have a, a difference of opinion about something I like red I like blue I don't like you no no that come on it's just a color we can all agree that hey enjoy your color I, I'll enjoy mine but some of you you had a falling out with somebody over something that was it was something really silly called them up and the joy of the Lord will be there express love and just uh, endeavor to put that back together again and you'll find that the joy of God will rush back into your life and the peace of God will be there praise of, praise the Lord that that came upon a small group of people very strongly to make that thing right praise the Lord that, that came to you while we were, we were taking communion praise the Lord glory 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 to God Hallelujah. So, Father, we give you all the praise. I speak blessing over your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Spend time with the Lord. Things will be sorted out. Even what would appear to be the most complicated or complex, God will sort it all out as you hang out with Him. And as the Holy Spirit works to help you get those issues all out and open before the Lord and talked over and taken care of. Thank you, O God. And Father, thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit, the great comforter, bringing the comfort and the peace that we so greatly need. We give you praise. Thank you, Father God. Your Holy Spirit is ministering now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for watching. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Till then, stay richly blessed. Bye-bye.